All right. Jack, it's been, it's been a little while. Mm-hmm. 2024 is off to a good start. Uh, what is top of mind for you today? Oh, Justin, Justin, Justin. As our listeners know, in the world of cybersecurity, things are always changing. That which was safe is now insecure. That which was blocked now finds its way through. And in much the same way, I think you and I are running up against a bit of difficulty because of the maturation of the detection and response marketplace. And I think it may be time for us to take a difficult, probably not recommended journey into the pit of despair to make a rescue. A rescue? I think there is a need for a rescue. Um, as our as our audience will remember, our faithful audience, that 100 episodes or so ago, we had the first episode of season three, and we placed a term into the pit of despair. And for the audience members who are new, pit of despair means if we say that horrible term, typically an overused, overbeaten, overwrought word, um, we are forced, Justin and I, to drink a shot of whiskey. And so we find ourselves in a conundrum that I need help from uh, my partner in crime to figure out how do we go forth about rescuing and talking about an item that exists in the pit. Okay. Uh, so we're, uh, so this is a, a search and recovery mission. Here. <laughs> yes. And I'm not mentioning the name yet because we've got to figure out what the penalty session looks like. Do you, do you remember the, the code name? I do. It was Voldemort. Okay. All right. So we we we've, we've narrowed it down. <laughs> All right. So I am prepared to do some dirty work here, to do uh to do the job. Uh oh. Search and recovery. I just happen to have ransomware rye. Oh, a spectacular product of a rickhouse. We've actually done podcasts from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. We know we know the origins. That is for sure. Okay, so we're we're actually we're, just, we're actually just going to pay the price and pull this thing out. All right. Um, fortunately, I'm at home and this is not a backdrop, so I actually can reach into my virtualized imagery and grab something which <laughs> is like that. Uh, this is uh, this is actually Mictors, which lacks Ooh. the security overtones of ransomware Rye, but it is nonetheless quite delicious. So anyway, all right, good. So I'm going to basically hit the nail on the head, Justin, and start this off by actually mentioning the name of the term for those in the audience who don't recommend remember it. Um, we're going to have to pull XDR out of the pit of despair. <laughs> One moment, please. Because there's been a sufficient body of research done, productization done, that the marketplace understands that the platform, the tooling that represents the capacity to generate and process telemetry from different kinds of devices is now necessary. And the industry has largely stopped mixing the idea that a managed service like MDR is the same as XDR, which is really software. And this is evidenced by the fact that there are now new innovative approaches which are acknowledging the need for managed XDR which is <laughs> colloquially known as MXDR. Hmm. Well, I'm getting smarter by the minute. Yeah. 
Okay, so and you you think the um those advances are significant enough to uh reevaluate the uh the punishment and banishment into the pit. Of what? Despair. Of no, the the banishment of of what term? <laughs> I'm all alone here. I'm all alone here yeah. on Bourbon Island. The the term XDR. <laughs> ah, there we go. Excellent. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Justin. Excellent. Yes, I do. And I think that if we were to continue to not reference it, we'd be doing a disservice to the market and our audience because they're going to hear it other places. And it actually is beginning to have meaning. And I think that since our goal in doing this thing all the time is to educate and share information and you know be relatively vendor agnostic, we've got to find a way to talk about this and actually use the term XDR. <laughs> Without going into liver failure. Right. Okay. So um, <clears throat> it's now been over a year mm -hmm. since the term was originally placed into the pit. Two. <laughs> Two years. Um, what do you think the notable changes in the industry have been that justifying pulling this thing out by suspenders? Sure. And, and seriously, the... What ended up starting to happen in the industry was that organizations uh, which owned both platforms that did XDR and service organizations sort of combined the two and said, uh, we're doing XDR now, XDR includes the service, and there was this blending. And so you would actually hear a question, you know, should I get MDR or should I get XDR? And it artificially combined the idea that managed detection and response is somehow different if you use multiple heterogeneous sources of telemetry. And you and I talked about this in, in 2022, where good MDR was always heterogeneous. It always used multiple sources of telemetry, right? Otherwise, just use your excellent endpoint product and stop talking about MDR, right? And so for me, what's really changed is whether we're talking about the advancements that Microsoft has made uh, where now Defender, there's actually elements of Defender that run in different, you know, contexts. You've got work workload and you've got server and you've got traditional endpoint. All of that is coming into detection and response from the endpoint from Microsoft, sort of natively. You've got the work that Palo continues to do, Palo Alto continues to do in gathering information. You know, Nir was the guy who, who coined XDR in the first place. And you've got folks like CrowdStrike picking up Humio, trying to figure out how to federate data sources. And so they're doing a form of XDR, and when they manage it, it sort of manage XDR. And I think even back two years ago, Deloitte um, had made a comment that said, we're thinking of offering managed XDR or managed whatever it was. And I think at the time, you know, you and I were like, yikes, come on, peeps. Can we just agree that good MDR means managed XDR? But since most people are financially motivated to promote their value to the marketplace differently than that, whether it's, you know, in a pipeline, only our products, you know, or something else, nobody else was buying. And so I think what's happened is the market has agreed in its wisdom to call managed XDR, the thing that you and I, and that you built the whole company around doing managed multiple sources of telemetry detection and response, making that MXDR. So I think what we should do to help our audience continue to differentiate what they need is we're going to have to start using that term again. So when the term first came out, it was, it was horrible. <laughs> yes. And I, and like, to, and to qualify horrible, I mean, to me, it means like, 
it was a gross overstatement and overreaching of marketing. <clears throat> I mean, it was uh, <clears throat> to to me that's that's all it was. It was a fancy fancy marketing wrapper. Um, and uh, I I agree with you. I I think a lot's changed, and I think the question I have for you is. Looking back over the years, hmm. um, do you think that the term, as it was originally coined, has manifested itself into reality? Meaning people created the term with the intent of having this specific outcome, or do you think it's just some people who made up a term and over the years we've justified a solution that aligns with that term? God, that's I love your questions. That's super insightful. Um, and, and as you're asking it, I'm running through my head, you know, how do I really feel about it, right? I don't believe that we have grown through mass hypnosis into believing what people said was XDR or managed XDR is that. What I think's happened is that it's, it's um, an obverse reaction, right? So XDR and managed XDR is more about what MDR isn't than it is about what XDR is. Mm. And by that, I mean that if you advocate for MDR right now, you are implicitly advocating against using your firewall logs, your IDS, what have you, to give you information as well, because you're saying it's all about my endpoint, because MDR, in spite of our best efforts, remained parochially defined as an endpoint related detection technology response platform. It just did. And admittedly, when Anton Chubakin put it all together, talking about CrowdStrike, it was pretty much about the endpoint. But I think, you know, some of us in the industry tried for a long time to say, no, if you're going to do MDR, you got to be managing detection response across multiple sources of information. But you know what? At the end of the day, it didn't take off that way. I think the confluence of Endpoint vendors really emphasizing the endpoint as the primary source of truth caused MDR to be very attractive for what it was. I think that buyer behavior was focused on endpoint, always has been, because antivirus is something everybody understands. And even awesome mm -hmm. things which aren't antivirus but sort of fall in the same budget line item fit there. And so there was a real natural sort of authentic push for MDR to work and just be about the endpoint because it was easier. I could deal with the desktop people, not the network people a thousand different reasons, right? Um, what happened, I think, was as XDR came out, people said, this is something new and this is something more. So you can either do MDR, which is great, it's thing, but the next step is to do XDR, particularly if you're gonna enrich data, try to do more detailed analytics, sort of the rest of it, right, that you combine things through. And so I think what I'm seeing is that the new challenge, I think you and I will be talking about over who knows how many episodes in the future is, how do I judge how well people do XDR, which is all going to be about how varied is X. Mm. So I think what's happened is the industry has migrated here, not because they were trying to justify the landing zone, which was XDR, but because there was a recognition they had to leave the starting point, which was MDR. And this is where we ended up. Mm. <clears throat> so... Um... People listening to this, not not everybody listening to this, knows that you are the author of the MDR manifesto. 
Yeah, the the uh, the the off reviled Godfather of MDR. Yeah. So when you, I mean, uh, I've read it multiple times. I love it. Um, uh, I think at the time you wrote it, uh, it was definitely forward looking for for the time when you wrote it. Um, <clears throat> now that, like looking back on it, having written that as an MDR, like. The MDR Manifesto, as I read it, is kind of like what they're talking about XDR is today. Dude, I love it. I love it. I, you know, I hate these conversations, right? Because you say something and this light shines in my face. I'm like, oh, I'm such an idiot. You're absolutely right. It's the XDR Manifesto. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Coming, coming soon to a renamed link near you, the XDR Manifesto. I think there's, there's a lot of uh, <clears throat> factors at play that brought us to the XDR. By the way, I'm sure I've missed some along the way here, but... We have to balance the ability to communicate with paying our dues. I know. I know. That is uh, this is just what the doctor ordered, for sure. <laughs> great. Unfortunately, it was Dr. Gavorkian, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and there happens to be almost kind of a, a picture of him on the bottle here. <laughs> So uh, if I kind of reverse the clocks a little bit um, and I look at the order of operations and, and how things happen, uh, originally when the term came out, it was cross-domain response. Uh, I don't know. What? Hang on, bear, bear, bear with me. Uh, I like that is uh, you can go back in the Googles. You can look at the timestamps. And this was like the very, very earliest definitions of it. It was cross-domain response. The cross domain was significant of it was a response that went from endpoint to network to whatever, right? And the idea was saying it was um, it was crossing technology categories to create yep. a broad based response. Um, my argument was at the time of anybody claiming to do cross domain response isn't actually doing it because, by the way, that is super freaking hard. Yes. Especially if you, you include the R in there. And so in specifically, like um, even like even today, the ingestion and normalization of cybersecurity telemetry is one of the hardest things that we do. It's the reason that big data aggregators are making as much money as they do because they try to collect and normalize. But still, even today, in 2024, we don't have... Uh, a standard taxonomy of data that all technology providers agree to use because it's not in their financial interest to do so, right? Yeah. So because we have disparate sets of data here, um, it becomes very hard to reach across technology barriers <clears throat> to conduct appropriate response action, which when I go back in time and I look back and say, what's the origin of XDR? It was cross-domain response. That is very, very hard. Um, shortly after that definition came out, it was roughly six months after that, uh, Palo Alto sponsored a Gartner Research Project to redefine the term to extended domain and response, which, my opinion, is that favored the Palo Alto platform. Right, it's um, it's it's ex it's uh, extending a response across uh, layers of computing that Palo Alto 
or whomever, big, big platform players um, have control over, right? Because it's a common set, um, it's, a, it's a common platform with a common set of information, uh, being able to extend your response across the layers, assuming you're using their full platform is totally doable. Hmm. Over the years, I think that has, um, we've almost wished this into reality over the years. And now um, I think it's become a tenant of security technology design rather than something that's this aspirational goal of stitching disparate products together. I would like to also sort of support what you're saying. I'm not sure if we're going to agree on the terminology, but I don't really care. Right. It Because it, what you're saying is exactly the right trajectory. Right. The extended detection response was the capacity to gather information in different places. And Nier did coin it um, in order to advantage the fact that Palo has historically grown intelligently through acquisition of companies that expanded their footprint beyond the next generation firewall at Palo Alto. So 100 percent correct. Um, the. Difficulty I have with the marketplace, sort of like rolling over for this terminology, is that as an example, the company that I joined that happens to have been founded by you um, was doing multiple security domain ingest in telemetry analysis long before Near ever said the words XDR, because as a security professional and an expert and a former CSO, CISO, you knew that you needed to look at more than one source of data to do a job decently. And you partnered with multiple vendors, especially the team at Splunk, because they could gather that information together and provide you with the picks and shovels so that you could design the style of mining equipment that would make the right decisions based on information from all these different pockets of data as stored in the Splunk CIM, right? So I would argue that while Nier and the team at Palo Alto may get a lot of credit for the coining of the term. The approach was being built out and used by you a long time before it. And even though I had mistakenly thought it was MDR, it had been written about by me, you know, probably a couple of years after you started doing your thing here. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for that. But I think, um, I think for, for me, it was more of a motion of trying to do what I thought was right. Yeah, yeah, and smart. And, um, and really, like I, I mean, at the time, I didn't know what to call it other than my my definition of right. You know, but yeah, and, and and sometimes I think you know, guys like us, people like us, we fall behind the marketing language trend. It's one of the reasons why sometimes the pit of despair can be so satisfying, right? That why would anyone say? that just using one source of information gives you managed detection and response. It doesn't. It gives you managed, quote unquote, that technology, whatever the hell it is, right? Mm -hmm. Managed detection and response means what's detection and response? Well, if I walk into any organization, you know, uh, and I say to the CISO or the head of IT, I said, hey, what do you want to do detection on? They're going to be like, oh, my network, my systems, my walls, maybe some of my cloud-based workloads. I want to see what users are doing, blah. All right, great. There's a lot of information from which we can extract basically the material to drive detection from. Everybody's like, yes, that's exactly right. So what do you want to buy? I'm like, how about some MDR? I'm like, well, if that's just endpoint, they're like, oh, that's right. Um, and we say, yeah, 
all of this stuff. Like, yeah, well, that I'm going to manage M, your detection and response, all that telemetry. And to me, it's, it's sort of natural. But, you know, you and I sort of miss the boat on the naming game, right? Where because MDR was promoted by people who really had one sort of thing to offer in terms of domain information telemetry, they got everybody to say that's MDR. Right. And you had somebody else who was gathering lots of different kinds of information, but in a software platform, not really services. And they get to, they get to say that's XDR. And you and I sit here and like two years ago, we're like, man, this is crazy. A regular buyer, a real person trying to solve problems is going to get caught up in this and be sad. And we tried to say, stop, stop using those terms. Um, but they don't because it's not about creating a taxonomy which is comprehensible for folks. Um, I think historically it's about creating a taxonomy that better positions the value that you're bringing into the market. And, you know, best intentions. I really do believe these companies operate from best intentions, but they don't understand how confusing they make it for people trying to make business decisions. Our industry has made a lot of money from that. Create confusions, provide solutions. Well, I, I like to think they're doing it because they think they're doing the right thing. Right, that that they don't arrive at these things through some unenlightened self-interest, but they're trying to figure out in a complex landscape how do they position what they're doing as new so that people adopt it to help themselves. And I choose to believe that because to believe otherwise, you know, makes me really really sad. Mm. And I, and I understand that's a, that's a personal limitation. <laughs> hey. So listen, I think we've hit the end of this. I think we've done a good job. What I'd like to do is I'd like to propose a final fine uh, where you and I pull ourselves you know, off the critical path of using that term because we're going to continue to use it. There's a lot of good firms doing a lot of good work um, with detection response. It's going to force us to use those letters. So I think that this as our mea culpa episode um, says that we are extracting, reinvigorating. We're cutting off the limb and getting a little bit of blood and reinvigorating Voldemort uh, into his full and realized vision. And so uh, I would make a motion, sir, uh, that we drag XTR out of the pit of despair. So moved. So voted. Welcome back to the living, XTR. Welcome, XTR. And Voldemort is eligible for reassignment. <laughs> Quite right. Quite right. All right. That's good for me. Cool. All right. Um, Jack, this is great. I'm glad we um, we we rescued rescued a wounded soldier there. <laughs> Thanks for everybody listening to this. If you've enjoyed the show, uh, please like, subscribe to our show, please share it with your friends, and we'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>